Uh, so good evening all. I am Tanisha Singh, head of the broadcast committee at Inflame Medical Magazine, a student-led magazine. I extend my very warm welcome to Dr. Sarika Varma on this broadcast and thank you ma'am for sparing time out of your busy schedule to be with us. It is my privilege to introduce Dr. Sarika Varma to our august audience. Ma'am is a renowned ENT surgeon and allergy specialist based in Gurugram, Haryana. She runs a chain of clinics called Allergy Doc with 10 centers in five cities. She is presently the secretary of Indian Medical Association Gurugram and is involved in multiple social, political and environmental causes. So doctors today are the frontline workers who are dedicatedly fighting to conquer this deadly virus. Vaccination is a big weapon against fighting COVID-19. Even the government of India started a campaign for vaccination, yet it is not being done at the pace it should be. One of the main reasons for this is the myths surrounding the vaccination. Today, Dr. Sarika will be busting the myths which are very prevalent these days. So ma'am, my first question to you is, when should a patient visit the hospital the first day they experience the symptoms of COVID-19 or after four to five days? See, ideally, uh, if you have got exposed to a known patient, and you know that this person was, you come to know that someone was positive, then you must isolate yourself from that, that day itself. The moment your friend tells you that was my positive positive, so that is the day when you isolate yourself, keep yourself in the room and try not to expose even your family members. That is the first and foremost. And everybody in your family must isolate. Nobody would, should step out. Uh, when you start developing symptoms, suppose on day two or day three, you show, you find sore throat or fever, then you have to be careful that you know that your symptoms are there. I would advise that you get your test done. Instead of visiting a hospital, you get a RT-PCR done immediately the moment you get symptoms or within the 48 hours. Because a lot of time patients say, I had cold water, viral. Hai. If that is the case, very good. You just start para paracetamol. I would advise, please do not go to a doctor's chamber because then you are infecting the doctor, their staff and anybody else on the way that you meet. So it is better that you do a home uh, isolate, strictly self-isolate and do an online consultation either with the ENT or your general physician. And if your symptoms become high and your symptoms usually include uh, fever, sore throat, cough, headache, severe body aches, it may or may not. So a lot of time patient says, no, no, I have fever, but my smell is fine. If it doesn't mean that every patient will have all the symptoms. We are giving you the range of symptoms that patients come with. Some other symptoms include loss of smell. Loss of smell, sudden loss of smell or anosmia is a pathognomonic indicator of COVID. That means you, even if you don't, it is as uh, serious a, a response uh, an indicator as a RT-PCR test. So if a RT-PCR is diagnostic, uh, uh, getting a loss, a sudden loss of smell is almost pathognomonic. But the good thing about this sign is that if you have lost uh, loss of smell, that means that you have a milder variety. So that likelihood that you will recover spontaneously and it is a left, less infective variety. The other signs which include a more infective variety are diarrhea, vomiting, and we are seeing a lot of vomiting and diarrhea in children. This second strain, which is now in the second wave, it is affecting children a lot. Almost 8% of the popul affected population is children. In the last three days, I have known of uh, several, I mean, all my pediatrician friends will vouch for it. The OPDs are overflowing till 12.30 at night. They are seeing patients and... Uh, uh, it's a very, very difficult situation, especially since children are involved. And now we've had children with 
low oxygen saturations also desaturating and reaching needing hospitalization early thank you ma'am so on the same note i would like to ask you that could you also throw some light on how covid 19 symptoms are different from those of allergy and common cold right so allergy symptoms usually happen patients know that they have a history of allergy so uh, persistent allergic rhinitis in when you wake up and sneeze every morning so such patients have had symptoms over several years and intermittent allergic rhinitis or seasonal rhinitis is when patients say every february march every september october i will get these symptoms so these patients usually the doctor would already have diagnosed them and given them some tablets and nasal sprays and they know very well that is season may problem hota hai you start the tablet start the spray they recover fever sore throat or body aches are symptoms that never ever happen with allergic rhinitis coming to common cold common so a lot of people say ki nahi viral to sabko ho jata hai so usually uh, common cold or flu influenza is self limiting disease within 5 days it usually subsides and usually it is like someone in the family gets it and everybody else gets it but this time we are seeing because uh, in the last one year most people have been wearing masks and uh, children have not been going to school they have been not been getting exposed to other children and people even if they go to offices they are wearing masks so we find that the incidence of common cold, uh, flu is also much less than usual of course if it gets uh, infected with a viral uh, bacterial infection super added then your sore throat becomes severe and you develop signs of difficulty in swallowing or pain on swallowing that is the time when you meet a uh, get a online consultation or if you safer time you meet a doctor and get a, a oral antibiotic prescription but uh, paracetamol and decongestants anti allergics cough syrups steam all of these things are something that patients can start on their own so covid in a time of a pandemic somebody is developing a sore throat or cough or headache or body aches and we don't say it is just a common cold you should get a test done and the more we test the more numbers we identify the more we isolate and more we stop the spread the problem is when patients uh, they will even in my clinic yesterday as just yesterday evening there was a patient sitting in my waiting room without a mask i said madam where is your mask it's in my finger and she has fever for 7 days so patients like this i mean after knowing very well what a severe pandemic we are in and what a dire crisis hospitals are there are no beds found in any hospital we are struggling to try to get the private hospitals to vacate the less sick patients so that the more sick patients can come in and that is the uh, good administration is doing it i'm sure every city administration is doing it because we are trying to save lives you know patient with mild symptoms who can become all right at home if they are occupying the bed the patient who has oxygen saturation 60% 70% who's most likely to die if he doesn't he or she doesn't get oxygen so that is something that we need to optimize in the time of a pandemic so that is not the time when you are casual about it and we have to understand our social responsibility towards the same yes ma'am definitely it is a very scary time and also patients are uh, in, more into self diagnosis uh, these days and they just they, they wouldn't believe the doctor at all when they're telling you that yes you have covid they'll just you know brush it off as a common cold or any you know seasonal allergy so i do get it because uh, in our colleges in our colleges also we go to ent uh, clinics and uh, we had this patient who came in for a ear infection and he wasn't wearing a mask when we told him to uh, wear a mask he just got up and went away he's like i don't want to be here 
good please tell him please don't be here because we don't want to get infected we are here to serve you we are here to help you but we also have to go back to our families and we intend to stay alive through this pandemic you know 750 doctors have died in the last one year out of covid and everybody who thinks that we don't need to wear a mask these are the people who are responsible directly responsible for all of our doctors dying and uh, it is a very scary situation and uh, the more serious people understand the better it will be for all of us yes ma'am sure i think the fear is just gone because people are i don't know maybe they're tired of wearing mask and you know washing their hands continuously so many times a day and they just do not fear the virus anymore they just walk, they're walking in groups and uh, pandemic fatigue so this is what becomes uh, you start i know i have met people who tell me doctor sab mask kyu pehna hai ye to aise koi covid koi cheez hi nahi hoti so my answer to them is see bhagwan ka shukar manaiye ki aapke ghar mein koi mara nahi दो लाख परिवार ऐसे हैं हिंदुस्तान में जो पिछले एक साल में अपने फैमिली मेंबर्स को खो चुके हैं और अब वो अफसोस कर रहे हैं और साढ़े सात सौ डॉक्टर्स ऐसे हैं जो डेथ हो गई जिनकी और ये सारे एक्टिव लोग थे जो एक्टिव प्रोफेशनल्स थे और देश को इनकी जरूरत थी उनके परिवारों को इनकी जरूरत थी तो और कुछ नहीं तो उनकी रिस्पेक्ट में अगर मास्क पहन लेंगे तो कोई आफत आ नहीं जाएगी Yes, ma'am. Until and unless it, you know, happens, but people don't get it because till then it's just names of some strangers who have died, and they do not feel that empathy towards them. That is what no. I mean, after okay, some time. Okay, ma'am. So moving. Statistic. Yes, tell me. Ah, uh, yes, ma'am. So even though people do not fear the virus, but they still fear that they will contract COVID from the vaccine itself. So what do you have to say about that? See, unfortunately, there have been a lot of myths around the vaccine. Fair, I mean, initially, I would say they were justified also because a lot of patients, uh, people, including myself, used to. I used to think that uh, uh, the especially a certain vaccine had not been given tri- the trial three phase three, and they had been given the permission preemptively. And a lot of people suspected that it was pharmacological uh, reasons and financial reasons for corporates to make money than actually it being safe. But now, after three months, 16th of January, India started vaccination, and now we've been doing three crore vaccination a month. So it's almost uh, 10 crore people have got the vaccine, and many of us have got two vaccination. i can assure you that uh, the vaccination is very safe in india till now we have had about 25 cases reported of death due to i mean after vaccination not due to vaccination because not even one time have they said that this death is due to the vaccination but to give you a perspective of the safety of the vaccine there is a very uh, a paper in a very good journal which came out about two days back that uh, they have measured that about out of the 10 crore uh, 10 crore people who have taken the vaccine in us uh, 500 4, 5476 of them contracted covid despite having two doses of the vaccine but uh, only 76 of them died so out of 10 crore people in the end it was about 76 people who died so that is about uh 76 out of 100 million so that is uh, safety of about 1 in a million that is like it is huge because if as a normal lay person if you see if there if one person gets a vaccine uh, uh, doesn't uh, get, take the vaccine if it is a unvaccinated person has a uh, 3% chance of reaching the icu and a 1% chance of dying from the disease 97% chance that you will remain all right at home and recover 
so if it is a one in 100 chance of dying from covid vaccine infection the vaccination reduces that chance by uh, several thousands so it makes that chance one in a million so your vaccination is the best thing that you have right now in your armamentarium other than wearing a mask covering your face and mouth i urge everyone to just keep their uh, inhibitions aside please don't use whatsapp gyan don't see those random videos that people uncles and aunties keep sending throughout the day this is science believe in it it is your best chance to save you i know there are a lot of people who are 35 doctors from one hospital contracted the disease yes they came positive but fortunately none of them died that itself is such a saving grace only yes. two of them needed to be hospitalized so that shows that yes, the vaccine is uh, not only safe it is useful and uh, now that the government of india has finally agreed you know for the last two weeks the uh, indian medical association has been urging the government to start vaccination from all for all adults above the age of 18 the government has finally announced yesterday that from 1st of may Uh, everybody will be allowed to be vaccinated from 18 so i urge everyone the moment it starts and i also assure you that i have used a private facility and a government facility the systems are very smooth and i must give credit to the uh, entire ministry that's doing this from the center to the state to down to the uh, phc and the nursing staff everybody the data operator are doing a fabulous job even while you sit when your vaccine when you are that 30 minutes when you wait for the vaccine you get your sms saying that your you have got your first shot or you got your second shot the system is very good and i urge everybody to just take it because that is the one thing that can save you yes i believe that people should uh, believe in the promising figures that the vaccine vaccinations are showing rather than you know believing the whatsapp university and our healthcare workers are working day and night and uh, when we got vaccinated uh, you know they take care of us so well for the 30 minutes they'll come and ask you again and again are you uh, facing any symptoms are you feeling dizzy so yes they're doing their bit like very um, confidently and wholeheartedly they're working towards our betterment so i feel that people should you know acknowledge that and get vaccinated but also just to give you a, a small uh, uh, thing that the only people who should not get vaccinated are those with a history of severe anaphylaxis a severe drug reaction so a lot of since i'm an allergy specialist i've been getting calls from uh, random patients across the country because my number is on the uh, web and asking whether it is safe for them to take the vaccination or not i'm using this opportunity to tell everybody if you have a history of severe allergy to a drug any drug suppose you've taken a drug and your face is swollen up or you develop respiratory distress then it's possible that that vaccine may not be safe for you i have uh, my uh, very dear friend her mother had a severe penicillin allergy i told her better not to take it right now but uh, their family decided to take it anyway and she landed in the icu so fortunately she is fine and safe now but it could have gone anyway you know so if anybody has a history of severe drug allergy or severe food allergy then it is better to ask the hospital to give you a test dose if it is possible i don't know whether it is feasible or not because the government set up i asked they said they don't have the facility but maybe they can go to a private hospital and ask the emergency doctor to give them a test dose and see if that works and they don't have any response any adverse effect only then they should take the vaccination that is the only subset which should take uh, covid vaccination with great uh, 
caution because neither the government of india nor the manufacturers are taking any responsibility for any adverse effects that happen of the vaccine so the decision is also yours and the side effects also you will only be facing so anybody with a severe drug allergy you please be very careful when you take the vaccine and i feel ma'am that here the patient also has to you know give the proper history the proper allergy history and drug history before taking the vaccination like in the like if they want to take vaccination they wouldn't tell that i have had this allergy before just because they want to get it so i think even the patient should be very careful while giving it the yes. history after all their life on the line no if the doctor or the nurse is just going to put the injection it is your life on the line and uh, we don't want to lose it so you just be careful Yes. we have to weigh the weigh the risks of taking the vaccine versus the risks of not taking the vaccine and it has to be decided for each and every person individually yes ma'am okay so ma'am also uh, another myth which is going around is that uh, if one has had covid before they do not get vaccinated because they already developed an immunity to it yeah so you know i like you know that the number of strains that are coming the mutations are that are happening in india now we have a the b1617 the mutation that has happened and it is a highly infective one which is also bypassing the previous antibodies that means that it's of course no, no one can tell with covid you know it's such a new disease that we've had so many strains everything was becoming better suddenly that uk strain and the south african and the brazilian strain came and they had to lock down so now nobody had anticipated in india they had even stopped making all the antiviral drugs i know that in uh, february a couple of pharma companies gave us fabiflu and all these fabiflu saying ki madam kisi ko chahiye hoga to de dijiyega and for 3 months nobody used it it was just lying the samples were lying and suddenly the spurt came out of nowhere and in two weeks time we have reached a stage of dire crisis and all of that medicine i was able in within one day i had to send it out to four or five people who got positive because it was of a shortage now the companies have started uh, manufacturing and they have assured me that within the next 48 hours you will have it on the shelves again so i mean nobody can say how it's going to be so why would you want to take a chance you exactly. when you i mean you could uh, check your antibodies but i would think that when you are entitled to just take the vaccination and don't act like you're a superhero because you may get a different strain and obviously if you've got it once that means your immunity is not fit enough to handle the infection and then now that you've recovered bless your stars that you didn't reach icu or the crematorium so look after yourself more i would think it is a opportunity for you to be more cautious not less cautious mm, yes ma'am sure Okay, ma'am. Uh, another myth which is holding people back from getting vaccination is that the side effects uh, after the second jab of the vaccine are comparatively more severe than the side effects which they faced after the first dose. Is that true? You got two doses. Um, ma'am, I only got one dose. So after my first dose, I had a pain in my arm and I had fever for two days. and i rested for two three days flat i rested and i took paracetamol and i just waited for it to go away three days but my arm was heavy and it had pain my second dose i had heaviness i did not have fever i took one crocin that day and that is i mean uh, paracetamol that day and that is it next day morning i went and played basketball uh, badminton so it will be a variation for every person my parents fortunately got two doses each and neither of them had any symptoms whatsoever there are a lot of elderly people who are mm-hmm. taking the vaccine saying hame to kuch hua hi nahi so 
so you know that is an individual variation how your body responds to it so there are no rules it will be more in for covid shield or more for co vaccine or more after the first dose more after the second dose you have to take it just take it it is your safety kavach take it and move on yes ma'am and also people believe uh, that if you are not you know having fever or not experiencing muscle ache or anything then the vaccine is not working is uh, i don't know why people say that no so see the thing is that everybody uh, we have now we've had uh, people become experts in covid right no uh, non medical people will be asked telling you about toxicomab and uh, restesmivir and uh, fabiflu and side effects and uh, indications of ivermectin and chloroquine and you laugh because uh, i mean as an ent surgeon with 20 years of experience i don't think i am an expert in covid treatment and i don't manage patients whenever somebody in my family also comes positive i refer them to a to a covid physician somebody who is doing their job so i honestly believe that uh, we should leave it to the expert jiska kaam usi ko saaje like if it is something in ent or allergy i would be the fine i mean i expect i would have knowledgeable information and give you the right advice but for every other thing on the planet i will not pretend that i am an expert yes ma'am because it's an ever learning process medicine it just keeps on evolving every day and so you, you know like that, that beautiful saying that don't confuse your 10 minute of google search with my medical degree yes i'm <laughs> definitely very apt so yeah that's that's my last word on that subject yes ma'am there's so many doctors who just hold their heads like please do not quote google to us please do not just tell us your I symptoms and we'll give you no no see it is i'm very happy so i i practice in a cyber city right i am in gurgaon it's a millennium city so everybody here is a techie so i encourage people everything i write my diagnosis in capitals and i tell them please go read up about it. so we also as doctors have to open our minds to technology and not be afraid of asking of answering questions so most of the time patients are yes yeah, some of them are a little pompous and they think that they know it better just because they can pronounce it but by and large patients are uh, they are well informed and i would prefer that that when we tell them that you please read up and you come back we are not then they feel that we are open to questions instead of us feeling that every question is a uh, there someone is questioning our authority doctors also have to change their stance a lot technology is available on the click of a button why must you not give your patients the benefit of benefit of the doubt tell them please read up and ask me anything you want to know anything you want to clarify because google actually scares patients it starts and uh, everything ends with cancer and death so by the time the patient comes to they are very psyched out they are very scared and i i tell them you know this is not cancer don't worry because then you can see the relief on people's faces doctors also have to evolve you know we have to change the way we practice and uh, definitely we should encourage people to read up as much as possible yes it just becomes a little bit imposing when they just come with the symptoms and they're like uh, just please prescribe this drug to us okay we have these symptoms and we know we have this there <laughs> you should tell them if you have that's the pharmacy just go and get the drugs why do you want my prescription because i will use my intelligence and i will have to examine you and i will have to decide whether these are the things that you have and this is what you need but that's a, that's a by product of uh, dealing with patients but i I'm sure. Okay, ma'am. So another question, which is uh, being asked by everyone these days, is that can the current vaccines provide protection from these new mutant strains which are coming up? No one can say. Okay. 
because there were some articles uh, where it said that they can provide a little bit of protection, not like proper protection, but yes, they will provide you a little bit of immunity from the new strains. You understand these vaccines were developed before these mutants arrived. So yes. obviously they were targeting a, a particular uh, set of antigens that were existing at that time. Now this virus is mutating and that's its job, but the science has to keep up with it. I'm sure that the scientists will be working overtime to figure out these deaths, uh, doing a lot, lots and lots of research. And almost I was reading last night about the various kinds of strains and this uh, sequencing of more than 20,000 uh, per day is happening. So they are also working at a war footing. And uh, as for lay public, I think it's our job to leave the jo uh, leave this to the experts instead of trying to be the final word on something that we have absolutely no clue about. Correct, I'm very tired. Uh, so moving on, so suppose a person is fully vaccinated and then they come in contact with someone who has, had co who has COVID-19. So what should be the next step? Should they isolate themselves or should they just carry? Or carry I, on with their daily life. I would definitely hope that they are both wearing their masks properly. That is the first question that I will ask anybody who is caught exposed. Were you wearing the mask, covering your nose and mouth or not? And how long did you stay with that person? And where did you remove your mask to have a cup of tea? Because these are things that show that you got exposed. And uh, I think it is best to at least stay at home for isolate for five days wait to see if you have any symptoms. If you don't have symptoms, that means your immunity has worked. And if you don't have symptoms, then it's most likely that you're not also a carrier. So that would be a better thing to do. Uh, should we get tested, ma'am? No, not unless you have symptoms. I would suggest that you just isolate. Why do you want to waste a RT-PCR kit when you're most likely, you, if you're not even showing symptoms, then that means when you do the test early, it will come negative regardless. So then you will go around thinking that I don't have so you should wait for five days. See if you develop symptoms. If you develop symptoms, then you get the test done. Okay, ma'am. We all have to understand so, um, we, are, we are 7 billion of us in the, on the world and we all are one unit. And if you are utilizing something that another person needs, you're depriving someone who needs it a lot more than you. So use everything judiciously. I will say the same thing for beds because I know we are struggling here in Gurgaon to get beds for people who are on 60% oxygen, 70% oxygen. There's a child in an ambulance for 88% oxygen. And inside the hospital, I know there are patients who are on 95% saturation and they're spontaneously. So they're the people who must leave. There's the I would urge the doctors in all the corporate hospitals, please discharge those so that the next set of people who could use that oxygen better and we could save a lot more lives. So that is my fervent request to everybody. If you're fine and you just are positive, you don't please go and occupy a bed. Just because you have the contacts or political muscle to get a bed, please don't go and occupy a bed. Because because that bed was not available, somebody may die. Yes, ma'am. Very true. Okay, ma'am. So lastly, uh, what is your advice to people who feel that they have become immune to the virus after they have received the vaccine and they and they will not follow the necessary precautions after that? From day one, the scientists have been saying that even if you get vaccinated, you have to wear a mask at all times. Not one article, not one place have you, they said that if you have been vaccinated and 20 days later, you can roam around with a, without a mask. Because you may still be a carrier, you may still take, take it from someone and start shedding and infect other people. 
and considering this current uh, strain is infecting children i think it's all the more very risky you uh, people who got vaccinated may pass that infection to the children so just wear a mask how much i mean why how, how much is the mask troubling anybody i have got so used to it i have got matching masks for almost i have got seven to eight different kinds colors of masks so that i feel like it's a fashion accessory and you just have to make peace with what it is and uh, you have to do what you have to do and when i am seeing patients yes. i try to wear a double mask and if i am these days because of this uh, new strain i've started wearing an n95 under my cloth mask so these are things that we have to adapt to the changing time so anyone who changes the only constant and this virus is teaching us that you have to change you can't say nahi main to mask nahi pehenunga bhai tum maroge tum kisi se tumhari wajah se tumhare bachchon ko bhi kuch ho jayega to things i mean this is unwarranted and uh, i face a lot of people like that and i go about in various parts of society so there are two i mean i also feel there are two kinds of worlds you know one is my condominium where if somebody has a mask under the nose other people shout at him and say what are you doing you are risking us and when you get out and you step out into the on the roads of gurgaon you see somebody's mask is on the ear somebody's mask is on the chin somebody's mask and barely anybody who has a mask here so there are definitely two extreme parts of uh, india within this country and within our cities and uh, there are also all sorts of people some believe that they will get infected if they step out some believe that the covid doesn't exist and we are all on the same different people on the same spectrum you know that that is the spectrum and we are all different shades of basically but i think this yes, is a time i think it's very stay at home this is dangerous time children are at risk so that makes it all the more important that now people should impose a self imposed lockdown i don't want the government to announce a lockdown because then the poor people start dying of starvation instead of covid so definitely that because then what happens is all our focus moves from providing oxygen to providing food and uh, more people die of uh, the lockdown than covid so definitely that is something that i would urge the governments not to do right now i think it's important that all of us stay at home especially the children uh no interaction with others they can go downstairs run cycle but it has to be a solitary activity no mingling with other children so that children remain safe that is a very important thing right now okay ma'am i i just i also believe it's very hard to shake off the belief system in our country because people have a certain mindset and they wouldn't listen to us like our like medical students doctors and other paramedical staff they just feel that no what we believe is right and we are not going to catch it because we are that's because we have a very strong immune system and we have our you know religious beliefs and everything I don't know when people will understand that people are oh, dying don't, daily. Don't you don't you remember that all remember that person who covid is taught us some really funny things right all the people who said if you put cow dung on your mobile and cow dung on your body that gentleman had covid then there was a person who said that ayurveda say you don't have that gentleman died of covid then there were all sorts of random things so you know even there were videos from us that Uh, there's a young person who said that I didn't believe in COVID and now I'm dying. And uh, he was a video from the hospital that went viral. So I mean, you can play with your lies, but I would strongly urge you not to. You know, uh, the thing for us is that all of us come out of this alive. It's very difficult, and uh, you must understand that healthcare workers and uh, frontline workers, the people who are supplying food and policemen and sanitation workers, they are putting their lives on risk. Not for the simple, not because they want to be heroes. but because that is the nature of their job i mean none of us had thought that 
practicing medicine would become a hazard to our lives it's more dangerous than going to war we have lost more doctors than we than we lost soldiers in the kargil war and uh, the country must treat it as such it is a war with a pandemic and with a uh, with covid and uh, the doctors are standing there between you uh, you and death so you might as well respect them and listen to them and uh, wear your mask that's so it's, it's like really funny that people would you know post stories on their instagram and twitter uh, about how they should you know go about this pandemic wear mask and follow the precautions but they themselves won't do that in you know in their real life they will just go around with the mask hanging or not wearing it's like here or it's below the chin and then when you ask them why you're not wearing they're like no it's okay it doesn't happen we are you know at a 6 feet distance from the other person so it won't happen to us but nowadays i think it's a uh, it's like very uh, uh, transmissible yes it is this one is now they are saying that it is not only droplet born it is now airborne the airborne yeah ma'am getting out it so that makes it like uh, really 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 scary because yes. earlier at least it was 6 feet away and droplets if you're wearing a mask you're safe now it means that even if you're just breathing you may take it and so these are that taken to wearing two masks yes ma'am i see a lot of people uh, especially in colleges and schools who go wearing two or three masks people have started wearing three masks also and i'm like how are you even breathing <laughs> it's a, okay and stay safe Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you so much, ma'am. And I'm very sure that you have clearly dissipated the misconceptions surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic and its vaccines. And humanity will always be grateful to doctors like you who relentlessly wage a war against COVID. And our thanks and our best wishes to you, ma'am. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Bye, ma'am.